Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Hey. 
enjoy the presence of the Lord right now. Oh, we love you, Lord. We bless you, Lord.
PGN Prophetic Grace Network. Hold on. <laughs> Say it again. Prophetic Grace Grace Network. I don't know what I said at first. Uh, <laughs> but welcome. We're here. I'm Terrence. And I am Tanisha. And today is January 17th, 2024. It's 7:12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Welcome to PGN Prophetic Grace Network. We're excited to be here. We're excited that you are a part of this network. And uh, let's get into what the Lord has to say to us. Um, last week, I kind of touched on a message that I am going to be talking about briefly today. I'm going to get into it in depth later, but I wanted to talk about us being in a um, a blood over the doorpost and an exodus type season. And what do I mean by that? Well, last year we talked about the blood over the doorpost, which was basically for those who did not hear that message, because I kind of really kind of got into that more towards the end of the year. When we study the book of Exodus and we study the plagues, right? Why did God do the plagues? It was to show the Egyptians and Pharaoh who he was and to prove that he was God and that he was the only God Mm -hmm. because they were in a society that uh, worshiped uh, lots of gods. And he was showing them that they worship dead gods and he was the true living God. And the children of Israel didn't have to do anything except for the last plague, which was the death of the firstborn males. In order to not be affected by that, God gave them instructions on putting the blood over the doorpost, which means they had to do exactly what God told them to do in order for them not to be affected by that plague. And last year, at the end of last year, which was just last month, (laughs) <laughs> talked about how we are going, we are entering into that season. Well, for this year, something that the Lord has been ministering to me and sharing with me is that we are going to see plagues, um, specifically in America. We're going to see them all over, but specifically we're going to see them in America. Why? To show that he is God. Because 
America worships a lot of things. One of the main gods of America is money. Um, and he's going to show that that's a dead God. So let's get into Exodus. Let's start with Exodus 5. I'm going to read out of the Amplified. And give me a minute to pull up my Bible app. You know what? Let's start with Exodus. Let's start with 4. Let's go on to Exodus 4. Um, let's start with verse 27. The Lord said to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went and met him at the mountain of God, Sinai, and kissed him. Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord with which he had sent him and all the signs that he had commanded him to do. Then Moses and Aaron went into Egypt and assembled all the elders of the Israelites. And Aaron said all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then Moses performed the signs given to him by God before the people. So the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord was concerned about the Israelites and that he had looked with compassion on their suffering, then they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord. So then we go into Exodus 5. So let's start there with verse 1. Afterwards, Moses and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, let my people go so that they may celebrate a feast to me in the wilderness. So this is what I want you to focus on, verse 2. Verse 2 is America. But Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. So this is Moses and Aaron came and told him, thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel. He told him in the name of the Lord what he needed him to do. And he said, who is the Lord that I should obey? And I'm not letting him go, period. Paraphrasing. So this is why God did what he did. Because Pharaoh asked the question, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? That's a question. Then he made a statement. I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. And so the plagues are the answer to the question posed, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? So let's go further into Exodus 5. Let's go down to... Hold on, let me go to my notes. <laughs> let's go to verse, uh, sorry, verse 9. This is Pharaoh talking to his people. I want you to read all of Exodus so you can get a full scope, but I'm not going to do that tonight. Let labor be heavier on the men and let them work hard at it so that they will pay no attention to their God's lying work. This is, this is what Pharaoh's saying. To, to let, so he's putting a heavier burden on the uh, children of, of, of Israel. Why? So that they'll pay no attention to their God's lying word. So now he's calling God a liar. Then the Egyptian taskmasters in charge of the people 
in their Hebrew form and went out and said to the people, listen to this, thus says Pharaoh, (laughs) I will not give you any straw. Go get straw for yourselves wherever you can find it, but your work quota will not be reduced in the least. So he's letting them know because they need a straw to make their, uh, their bricks. So he's letting them know, we're not going to give you the straw no more to make your bricks. So now you have an extra task at hand because now you've got to find your own straw. And you still got the same work quota. So even though we're not supplying you with the same materials, which is that, that alone is going to make it harder, but you're still, the expectation is the same. So, Mo, so Pharaoh's already said why he's doing this so that they won't be focused on the lies from the Lord, right? Which we know isn't a lie. And then sends his taskmaster to say, thus says Pharaoh, okay? Thus says Pharaoh, because he thinks that his word is fine. So now let's go to Exodus 7. Let's just start with verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, now hear this, I make you as God to Pharaoh to declare my will and purpose to him, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go out of his land, and I will make Pharaoh's heart hard and multiply my signs and my wonders, miracles in the land of Egypt. But Pharaoh will not listen to you, and I shall lay my hand on Egypt and bring out my host like a defensive army, tribe by tribe. My people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great acts of judgment, the plagues. The Egyptians shall know. Now listen to this. This is why he's telling you why he's doing it. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand on Egypt and bring out the children of Israel from among them. So this is God is in in, in battle with Pharaoh. Pharaoh's asking, like, who, who is your God for me to listen? And he's thus saying, and he's telling then why he's doing things because he, he, he's, he's telling the motivation because he's claiming God to be a liar. And God is saying, well, I'm going to do these things so that they know that I am the Lord. And you see this verbiage over and over again as you read the book of Exodus to do this so that they would know that I am God, so that they know that I am the Lord. Because there's another one. If we go to Exodus 8, Let's go to Exodus 8. This is when he's talking about the frogs. Let's go to, let's start with uh, verse 8. So Exodus 8, verse 8. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, plead with the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and my people and I will let the people go so that they may sacrifice to the Lord. And Moses said to Pharaoh, I am entirely at your service. When shall I plead with the Lord for you and your servants and your people so that the frogs may leave you in your house and remain only in the Nile? Then Pharaoh said, tomorrow, Moses replied, may it be as you say, so that you may know without any doubt and acknowledge that there is no one like the Lord, our God. So this is the theme. God is doing this to prove to Pharaoh that he's God, to prove to the Egyptians that he is God. This is why he is releasing these plagues. And we're coming into a season, there's more, um, but again, I'm not going to get into the full book of Exodus. It's long. I highly recommend you read Exodus so that you can see how God, what he did to deliver the children of Israel from the hands um, of Pharaoh. 
But we living, we're living in a time where there's a lot of gods, right? Uh, lowercase, not the God. There, so you can make anything your God. And America has made certain things as a as a whole, not you and I, because we're we're in this world, we're not of it, but the country that we live in has made things their God. And God is going to disrupt those things. He's going to allow those things to be disrupted. If you study the history of Egypt during that time, right, there's clues in the Bible that tell us when the exodus takes place. Because even like when the temple was built, it says it was built 400, and I want to say it's 480 years after the children of Israel uh, weren't in the wilderness or something like that. I have to, don't quote me on that, but I'll get into that, like I said, a later teaching. I want to say it was 480 years. So there's a clue there. Um, and we know they were in the wilderness for 40 years. So if you study um, when the temple was built and then backdated, it kind of gives you an idea of when the exodus, when the plagues took place. Um, I know traditionally um, it said that Ramses was the um, Pharaoh, but uh, I don't believe that to be true. But again, I'll get into a later teaching of that, of who I believe was the Pharaoh at the time, and, and that it was an 18th uh, dynasty, Egypt, and who was ruling at, that, at the time of the Exodus, and there's history behind uh, who the Pharaoh was at that time. But it's important to know what was going on at that time, to know the gods that were being served at that time so that you can see that the particular plagues were um, a slap in the face to the gods um, that they served. Like they had a frog god and that kind of thing. They had a god of the Nile. So there were, it, God was showing, it was a showdown to say, hey, you're, you're, you, where's your god of the Nile? If I turn the, the, the Nile to blood, where's your frog god? You, you frog god can't even get rid of the frogs. Because when you study some of the things that Moses and Aaron did, sometimes the uh, Pharaoh's magicians were able to to imitate it, um, but they were not all. But they weren't able to get rid of like the frogs and things like that. So to show that hey, they're not serving um, true gods; they're serving dead gods. But America has made things their gods, different things are gods, kind of like we're in Egypt, right? Because the Egyptians didn't serve one god; they served many gods. We see uh, tension is a god, right? Um, a false sense of, of protection from mainly money, status. There's all these different things that um, power, right, influence that America has made their god. And we're going to see God allow things to plague those plagues, to, to plague those gods. To show people that those things are, are, are not living things or dead things or not things that you can hang your hat on. They are not the same yesterday, today, and forever. They will change. They will not be there for you. Um, so we have to be prepared for that, and we have to just trust God through it all. One of the things in order for us to be protected from, just like the last and final plague with Egypt was the death of the firstborn male, they had to, in order not to be affected by that, they had to follow the instruction of the Lord to put the blood over the doorpost. So we're coming into that season where it's very important that the moves that we make are God moves, not people moves, not economy moves, not 
your mentors moves, not well-meaning people moves, but God moves. That's the only reason why they were not affected by the death angel coming and taking the firstborn males is because they put the blood over the doorpost. So it wasn't enough that they were the children of Israel. It wasn't enough that God separated them because even, like I said, read Exodus. God even says at some point, hey, I'm separating, I'm showing favor, I'm separating uh, my people from your people so that you can see basically that your people are affected, but mine aren't. It's in the word where he says, I'm showing him separating, the separation. So it wasn't enough for the separation. It wasn't enough to just be called out and set aside like we are as believers. There was an act of obedience that was required for them not to be affected by that particular plague. And so it's very important to get into the habit now of listening and doing the things that God tells you to do, because when that Whatever that particular plague is, I don't think people are firstborns are going to die or anything like that, but it's going to be something uh, traumatic that, that's not designed for us to be affected. But God is going to give us instructions as a body of Christ so that we, uh, in a sense, have the blood over the doorpost and are not affected. So I just want you to be prepared this year to see things um, that were once appeared to be solid will not be solid. Right, because even we get caught up in the systems of the world because we're living in the world, right? So we we all the world systems, everything that we do, and they're systems, right? There's judicial systems, there's corporate systems, there's bank, there's banking systems, there's educational systems. Everything is a type of system, and we're part of those systems, right? We have dealings in those systems, and so we're going to see a lot of those systems that are associated with the things that America has made their God fail that have never failed before or haven't failed in the magnitude that it's going to fail. So I just want you to be prepared and not scared, right? Because we're protected, just like they were protected, just like the children of Israel were protected. They were set aside. They didn't have to do anything not to deal with frogs and gnats and, and, and the blood being ruining the, the water supply and mm-hmm. the frogs and all that, the, they didn't have to deal with that. There was nothing that they did in that to, to prevent themselves from having to be affected, but just being who they were. But that last one, there was something they had to do. So be obedient. God is really calling us as a body of Christ into, um, like he's, he's drawing us closer. It's so imperative that we are hearing what he's saying, that we have an ear to hear what is the spirit of God saying. And, yeah, they're, they're going to say, I'm going to make things hard for you. It's like Pharaoh told them, I'm going to make things hard for you so you don't believe those lies, right? When, when God calls his prophets forth and, and his leaders and his, and his teachers to, to proclaim what he's saying, yeah, the world is going to call us liars. We've been seeing it since the beginning of time. <laughs> We're going to see it on a higher scale as these these, these times come to a close. But God is going to prove himself to be mighty in the God. So just get ready for things to be plagued. Um, and God has even called uh, us. I know Terrence and I, we're called for this state. And we're going, we, we, we're going to start um, allowing God to use us to, to plague things. 
that are not of him in, in the state that we're in. And some of you are also called for your region or state or whatever. And um, God will use you to plague things, you know, to speak plagues over things. That's how the plagues came about. There was things that Moses and Aaron did to initiate the plagues. And so just like then, God is going to use his prophets and teachers and leaders and people now to, to take an action to, to plague things. He might tell you to go to a courthouse and just walk around the courthouse and speak over it. You know, I don't know what he's going to tell you to do. I don't know what he's going to tell me to do. But I know I'm going to be obedient and do whatever it is that he tells me to do. And I'm not going to be afraid of what goes on in the world because it's necessary and it's needed. He's proving that he is God because he's been being mocked and called a liar and, you know, all these other things. His people have been uh, called phobes of everything that's ungodly <laughs> and try to make it harder for us and trying to pass legislation and laws and things that make it harder for us. And it's, it's just not going to, God's not going to stand for it. So just be prepared for that this year. This is going to be an amazing year um, for the body of Christ. And it's going to be a very interesting year for the world. But we need to just be mindful of who we are and who we are and not get caught up in the things of the world because it's easy to because you're dealing with that every day, day in, day out. You know, your eyes are fixated on things of the world. You know, you're part of their systems. But I'm telling you now to to come out of that, you know, um, get into your word, like really get into your word, not just a couple of sentences a day, like really study your word, ask the Lord to show you what he wants you to study. You know, um, I notice a lot of, of, of people who are, have God has put in the forefront have been in Exodus, I, myself included. So, you know, I'm, when I'm seeing all these people teaching on Exodus, I'm like, okay, Rick, we're all on the same page because God has been having me in Exodus since <laughs> uh, last year, the end of last year. Um, so that's the word that I have for you tonight is to just um, the plagues are coming um, for this country. I'm, I'm sure that they are going to be in other countries too. I don't, I don't know, but I know for sure that it's going to, um, I'm, God has given me a word for America, for the United States of America, that we are going to see the gods of the United States of America um, plagued and shown to be uh, dead and useless. Um, because a lot of the times people will come to God in desperation. We don't have a lot of time left. And people are like, oh, people have been saying it's the end times for a long time. Because it's been the end times for a while. It's been, we've been in the end times my entire life. So, yeah, it's been going on for a while. But now we're like to the end end. You could say, oh, we're at the end of something and, and it's a few months. Or you could say you're at the end of something and it's a few seconds. There's levels to the end. But it's closing quickly. So we don't have a lot of time. So God is going to do what it takes. He loves people. The reason why he came in the form of a man sinless to die on the cross was to save the world, not to condemn it, but to save it. And so he's going to do whatever it takes to try to save as many people as humanly possible within the, 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 the small amount of time that we have left. We're going to see a lot of things happen quickly. So it's, again, very important for you to be inclining your ear to hear what the Lord is telling you to do. 
just like the children of Israel had to trust and believe what God was saying and put that blood over the doorpost so that they weren't affected by things that were never designed for them. These plagues aren't designed for us. Well, we see it, yeah, just like we saw, we've been seeing stuff going on in the world. We've been watching it, like Psalm 91, seeing it, but it's not touching us. And that's what we're coming into. We're going to see all sorts of stuff go on. I don't have specifics. I'm just telling you what I've heard so far. Be prepared and be at peace. Don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't panic. Because when that financial system starts to go to pot, trust me, a lot of people are going to panic, and it's understandable, but don't. Know that God has you. He's already has a way now that you don't even know that you need. He's already has a means of escape and you don't even see the trap yet. So just know that he's going to take care of us, but we got to be doing our part too and know that there's going to be a lot of changes for a lot of people. He might tell you to come out of something or stop doing something or stop engaging in something or, or whatever. Be obedient. I can't stress that enough. Be obedient so that things that aren't meant for you don't affect you. And I'm going to tell you a quick story that I've told on the show many times, but there might be new people listening who never heard it. And I'm going to tell you about being obedient. I was dealing with somebody and the Lord came to me and said, I'm about to plague this person. I said, he told me, I'm going to plague them, specifically their finances. And I'm not going to stop plaguing their finances until they acknowledge that I'm God. This is a true story. And I said, oh, my gosh. And God said, get away from them. Get away. Because what I pour down on them is going to be so much that if you're close to them, it's going to spill on you and it's not designed for you. And so I had this person call into PGN. And Randy gave... Almost the exact same word. I'd never heard Randy give a word like that over a person who called in. Randy's words are always very, you know, um, positive, right, or or very encouraging and uplifting. This was the only time I've ever heard him give what one would call a negative word, but to me, if it's from God, it's not negative. <laughs> facts are facts. Truth is truth. But he told this person the same word that God had told me. Now, I didn't tell this person what God had told me. I kept it to myself because I didn't feel like God was telling me to tell them. It was for me to know so I can get around, get away, you know, get from around them. And then I had Randy, uh, had them call in to Randy and Randy gave them the same, gave them the word that God had already told me. And I knew it to be true because they were upset. Like, why do you have me calling into that show and getting this mess and blah, 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 yada, yada. And then my son who did not know the word, called me one day in a panic. Hey, get away from this person because God told me he's going to start dealing with them and you'll be affected. And and I'm like, wow. So I, I knew it was God. I heard God. This is now three times. So he told me directly. He used Randy to tell the person directly. Then he used my son to confirm what Randy and I both had said. And he was none the wiser. So in disobedience, this person starts having some financial problems and asked me for some money. Now, granted, the Lord told me he was going to start plaguing this person specifically in their finances. 
because this was a person who was very into money and status and all this kind of stuff. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like a parallel of what God has told me is about to happen in the world. And that just came to me now. But um, ask me to borrow some money, right? So I'm thinking, oh, I'm not giving it to them. I'm just going to loan it to them. Mind you, God told me to get away from this person. Like, don't even associate with them. Told me that he was going to start plaguing this person's finances. And then it started to happen. And they say, hey, Tanisha, can I borrow some money? I'll pay you back. So I'm like, oh, you know, okay, because I'm, I'm trying to rationalize it. You know, I'm just loaning it to them because they're falling on a tough time. They didn't know. They wasn't falling on a tough time. They had come upon a plague from the Lord. This wasn't the devil at work. The devil wasn't busy. This was a plague from God himself to get this person into repentance. So like a fool, I gave them the money. And when I tell you the best analogy I can use is that it felt like somebody opened the vault to my finances and and let loose millions of moths. I could not keep money. My finances were literally plagued after loaning that money. It's like if I got a dollar, a bird came and snatched it out. My like my I felt the burning. This wasn't even like what this person was experiencing. So I went to the Lord and He like mm, I, I I told you what I was gonna do and you still gave money. Like I told you, so you you partake it in that cup. And I had just enough, but I was having to work overtime. I was having to work harder. Like every time I felt like I was like, okay, finally it's over. Something will come up. So if I had an extra thirty dollars, then my car needs thirty dollars worth of something. Something, but my bill was thirty dollars. Like I could not keep money. Where before I was able to save and have a little cushion and all that, the wiped clean. And this happened for a while. Like I really had to go to the Lord and repent and apologize and get away from that person. And they never did pay me back my money. And. Yeah, it took a while for me to recover from that because I was in a, in a state of disobedience and, and that plague that God put on them, I partook in it for a little bit and, wasn't, and it wasn't for me. And I felt the burn financially. I was like, man, I can't get ahead. Like I cannot get ahead. It was crazy. I never experienced anything like that in my entire life. And I knew it was like, it's one thing when it's the enemy attacking you, right? You know that he's a defeated foe. But it's another thing when you're under the the, the, the plague of the Lord. That's different. You there's, there's no coming out of that until he decides you're going to come out of that. And in that person's case, he said he wasn't going to ever come out of it until he acknowledged that he was God. And repented and turned to him. And Randy gave him the exact same word. I don't think I ever told Randy that. Even though I've told that story before on the show. But I don't think I've ever told him about that um, word he gave. And how, like I said, I was startled by it. Because I'd never heard Randy give a word like that. But told him, like, hey, if you don't get yourself together, like, you're, everything you touch basically is going to, like, crumble. It's not going to be successful. Like, I mean, he it was the most harshest word I'd ever heard Randy give. 
Like nothing, you, you're going to have no success until you acknowledge that God is who he is. And I don't, that was several years ago. I don't associate at all with that person, but um, yeah. So all that to say, be obedient. <laughs> be obedient because it's not for you. Like what's coming is it's not for you to partake in. And trust me, you don't want that. Because that little taste that I had, I was still okay. My bills were still paid. You know, my children and I were still able to eat, but I was feeling the burn. I really was. And it was like I would have some I'd be like a little short here or there and having to work my fingers to the bone or then something would come, like I say, it was rough. It felt like just struggle. Like that was, that's what I felt like, just constant struggle. And I was working hard just to struggle. (laughs) That's what it felt like. I felt like a hamster in a wheel. All this running full speed and getting absolutely nowhere. Just getting worn out and tired. That's how I felt because I was dis obedient and God had already spoken. See, God ain't like man that he should lie. He's not going to lie. He told me get away. He told me not to to get involved. He told me what was going to happen if I didn't listen to him. Because one would say, well, why would God allow you to to do that? Because he he don't lie. He already told me what it was going to be if I didn't listen to him. And guess what? It was exactly what he said it was going to be. And I knew it was God. And then I tried to rationalize it. When we when we want to be disobedient, we'll try to spiritualize it. We'll try to rationalize it. I'm telling you now, do not do that. Do what God tells you to do. I don't care who don't like it, including if you don't like it. Do it because it's for your own good. It's for your own protection. God's direction is your protection. So just be obedient and do what God tells you to do. But above all, do not be afraid of what's going to happen in this world. That's, it's not for you. You're, you're, you're not the world. You're just here. You're just a, a, a visitor here on a mission sent from the Lord to do his work. And that's it. So let the Lord do what he does. Don't be take talking about some we and we and, and don't don't get French on me. Because I see a lot of believers doing that. Sorry. Talking about the economy and the prices of apartments and gas prices and groceries and boy, they get French quick. We, I'm like, uh-uh, them. That's a they problem. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Don't do that. I'm quick to correct believers that I'm in conversation with that. No, nah, we're not doing that. Now, yes, I acknowledge what you're saying to be true as far as the economy and things that are increasing in price. But what I don't acknowledge is that it's affecting you and that you are uh, not going to be able to do the things that you desire because of what they got going on. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. Don't don't sit up there and tell me that you are, are bound to the world and their standards and all that kind of stuff. That's a lie. 
You're going to put yourself in shackles believing that lie. So come out of them shackles now. Acknowledge what, what, what their issue is. Acknowledge that you, you even might have a little apprehension, but that you trust God. You best to. So don't be trying to partake when it starts going down. Oh, we're, we're doomed. No, they're doomed. But they have hope in Christ if they choose. We're good over here. So be mindful of your speech. Don't be partaking in what they got going on. Don't drink from that cup. You're going to drink a cup, drink you the blood, and eat you the bread. If you want to partake in something, partake in some communion, but don't partake in plagues that's coming. Don't you dare speak that over yourself or your family. Don't you dare. You can acknowledge it and say that's on them. It's like when Terrence and I bought our home, it was, we didn't even know how bad the market was when we first started buying. We just knew the, 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 the time frame that the Lord told us. And then we found out after the fact how horrible it was, the market was, and how un, supernatural it was, how everything even went down as far as our everything, <laughs> our finance rate, our everything, like the way everything went down was supernatural. If we would have started speaking what was going on in the world, we would have spoke ourselves out of our blessing. But we trusted God. And God, we got what God had for us. So trust God and no matter what's going on, so that you can have what God has for you. Because can't nobody stop you but you. So don't get in your own way. Your disobedience can stop you. And get in your way. No, no, nobody else can. So I don't care what they're talking about. I don't care what they tell you. What is God saying? Incline your ear to hear what He's saying. Let every man be a liar, and God's word be true. So know that, and just seek the Lord when things start to shake up, because things might start to shake up in your sector or at your job or whatever, and you just seek the Lord. You can acknowledge, oh, man, they're doing massive layoffs or whatever they end up doing. And, and you just go to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, what you want me to do? What's my next move? Because panicking is what I'm not going to do. What do you want me to do? And do just that. And you're going to be fine. I'm telling you that. You're going to be okay. But don't get caught up in, in, in what's going on. Even if they do mass layoffs at your job. They're talking about 20,000 or more jobs at Terrence's job. We're not panicking. That's that's what they they gonna do what they do, but whatever they got going on, God already got something going on for us, so we're not concerned with that. I've been laid off from a job before, and guess what? My life got better. <laughs> this is when I was a whole single parent, full, raising four kids, and got laid off from a job. Only income, and I was in better shape during that time that I was laid off than I'd ever been working. God poured into me. I was able to go to this amazing conference. I changed my life. Got more swim lessons. I did like I had this money saved up because I was going to buy myself a luxury car, and I couldn't buy one. And then I got laid off because and and that money came in handy because Texas unemployment ain't about nothing. But I was taken care of. My children were taken care of. I was fine. So I'm telling you, I don't care what happens in this world, what they try to do. That's not your problem. And during that time that I was laid off is when uh, the Lord led me here to PGM. 
I had been fasting for a job because my money was getting a little low. And I wasn't panicking, but I was... Panic was around the corner, but I wasn't panicking. I said, said let me go on a fast. And and, and the, I said, Lord, I you know, uh, money getting a little low. My unemployment is uh, about to, you know, run out. And I uh, don't have a job yet. Uh, I woke up. I didn't have no millions of dollars deposited, nothing like that. So I need some 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 guidance and direction. And the Lord led me here at PGM. I called him, and uh, there was some malfunctioning going on. People weren't able to get in, but I was the only one able to get in that night. And Randy, so he spent a lot of time praying and prophesying over me. It was scary. I mean, it's like he read my mail. And he prayed for me to get a job. And um, I stayed on with him until the show ended. So I think that was, you know, at that time, maybe about 12 or so. And um, I had applied for a job um, because that's what I would do late at night. I'd be up applying for for work. And when I woke up the next morning, I had gotten an invitation uh, to interview for a job. They had apparently sent it to me at like 3 in the morning. Uh, So I responded and uh, immediately had an interview and got that job. (laughs) I got that job. And when I started working there, or by the time I got my first check, I think I only had like $20 in the bank or something. I needed that check. But all that to say, it it all worked itself out. I could have really panicked. I could have, like, and no, I got that job when I needed to get the job. And it wasn't even paying much. I've told that story lots of times. You know, went, interviewed, everything was great. And they took us all in the room and said, okay, here's the pay. It's on this piece of paper. We're going to flip this piece of paper and show you the pay. And I'm like, I'm excited. because I'm like, yeah, because I, you know, I had some jobs making some really good money. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is, you know, God's going to elevate me, right? And they flipped that paper, and I grabbed my purse. <laughs> I said, come on, Jesus, let's go. And he said, sit down and take the job. I said, did you see the numbers on the paper? Like, um, my son got senior year this year. It's kind of pricey, prom and all that. Like, uh Mm, I like to eat something above top ramen. So that's not going to work. And the Lord said, take the job. And I took it. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make that work with that little meager income, but okay. And uh, got a few checks. And I'm like, these checks ain't working, Lord. The checks ain't checking. And the Lord said, just trust me. And then they opened it up to unlimited overtime. And I am a recovered workaholic. <laughs> I will work. And I mean, I would wake up and work. I'd go to bed. And work. I, I, it was crazy how much I was working. My mom was like, you are going to burn yourself out. And I'm like, uh-uh, I'm good. And I did end up burning myself out. But I was able to control my checks to where my checks were very nice. So even though I had to work more for it, I didn't mind that. I still was able to get the income I wanted and it gave me the skills that I needed. And then it gave me a connection that ended up um, connecting me to the person that hired me for the last job that I have because I haven't worked in, in some years now. Lord, I told the Lord I don't want to work corporate no more, and I don't. Um, and then that job was what I wanted because when I was working that last job, I was, there was certain things I wanted, like working from home. There was the income I wanted, um, certain type of people I wanted to work with. And working that job with the meager income that I had to work all the overtime for to compensate connected me with the person that ended up 
you know, the last job that I had where the, even though I was getting underpaid, if come to find out, but I was working a job that I technically wasn't qualified for. Um, but I was eventually able to get the pay. I was get bonuses. I was working from home. Like it, it was working itself out, even though I low key hated the job, but I was really, really good at it too. I was number two on my team. Um, and then that's the job that God had me basically retire from and get me out of corporate. So it doesn't matter what goes on. God has always got a plan every single time. I went from being laid off from a job to working a job that had low pay, but being able to bump my pay up to, oh, and, and, and I ended up having to quit that job. I quit that job. The Lord just told me to quit it. Like no job lined up. Quit that job. Then I started working for this little, this little um company. It was like a very small mom and pop shop company. I was able to get this particular license. They wanted me to get this license, this insurance license that I had no interest in getting. Right. Um, And there was a lot of shady stuff going on with that company. I shared it with the owner and all that kind of stuff and um, trying to just do right. And he ended up firing me. First time in my life getting fired from a job, but he ended up firing me. And then I got hired to work the last job that I had. Never applied for it or anything. But again, it was a connection that I had at the low-paying job. And one of the requirements was they wanted you to have all this experience, which I didn't have. And they also wanted you to have that particular license that the job that fired me made me get. (laughs) So I'm just telling you, God works things out. So do not be afraid. Do not panic. Do not become French talking about some wee wee. No. God's got you. He's got you. So just incline your ear to hear him and be obedient. Learn from my mistake when the finances got ate alive. Do what he tells you to do. Don't try to talk yourself out of obedience or be afraid of how you're going to look. Oh, up. I got it. So I, nah, if he tells you don't give, don't give. If he tells you to go left, go left. If he tells you to, to, to jump ship, jump ship. Do what he's telling you to do because it's for your protection. Let's do a corporate prayer and then let's answer callers. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for another opportunity to come before you, to gather, to love on one another, to lift your name on high, to incline our voice to hear what you have to tell us, Lord, to encourage one another and to keep one another sharp, we love and honor you, Father God. We thank you that you are a loving God that, that gives us guidance. You don't leave us to our own devices. You don't leave us to ourselves. You, you guide and you direct and, and you provide instruction because you love us and you care for us because you have plans for us, not for our harm, but that have an expected end. And, and, and all the plans that you have for us are for our good. And no matter what happens, you have a promise to us that all things work together for good for those who love you and are are called according to your purpose. So we can hold on to the promises that no matter what happens, it's all, all working for our good. So we thank you, Father God. Um, Have Terrence and I uh, decrease as you increase, Father God. Use us as your mouthpieces to give your people what they need tonight, to encourage your people, Father God, to let them know that you are with them, that you're in every conversation, you're in every thought, you're there. 
You're there. Let your people know that you are there so that they can build faith and, and hope and trust in you and you alone because everything else that we have faith, hope, and trust in is not steady. It's not the same yesterday, today, and forever, but you are. Lord, we love and honor you, and we pray everything in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, let me get my notepad together. Not a lot of people tonight. What I'm going to do tonight, for the sake of time, because we've got 30 minutes and a lot of people with their hands up, I'm just going to mute you, get your name, and pray for you, just like Randy does on Wednesdays, and then get to the next person, because I really would like to get to everybody that has their hand up. So if you don't have your hand up, um, you just hit one, and you're going to hear a recording that says, you are now in the host queue, and that lets um, me know that you are wanting prayer, and I'm going to mute you, get your name, pray for you, and get to the next person. All right, so... Okay, so Terrence, he went off to do something. <laughs> he just <texted> me <laughs> But I'm going to pray for you. All right, first caller is 480795. Who am I speaking with? Tanisha, it's Greg from Arizona. Hey, Greg, how are you tonight? Good. It's been a long, a long time. Yeah, I was about to say, a long time, no speak. Yeah. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, it's good to hear your voice, too. I'm glad that you called in tonight, and you're the first caller. Yeah, I called in early because I wanted to talk to you and Terrence. Amen. Um, I was wondering if you would pray for me and then my roommate, um, Ryan, and his wife, Kelly. Okay. So you said Ryan and Kelly. Ryan and Kelly, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's pray for you all. Glad that you called in. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now for Greg, Father God. We thank you just for um, showing him who he is in you. Um, our, our, our true identity is found in Christ, in Christ alone. And I thank you, Father God, for showing Greg that he is a leader. Um, and with, with leadership comes frustrations. Um, every leader doesn't have uh, willing people that are to follow, um, just like Moses. Uh, in the beginning, the children of Israel were... They were excited, and, and then as things got harder, they would flip-flop. Um, then even as they saw the wonders and the miracles and they came out of Egypt, and then when they realized that they didn't have the plush beds and the food supply and all these things, they started to grumble, and, and, and Moses became frustrated because he was like, well, you didn't see all the things that God did. Like, be for real. He did this, that, and the other, and you sitting here worried about what you're going to eat, and he's giving us manna and quail and and then even when he went up to the mountain and they created golden calves, it was frustrating. So sometimes there's a frustration that comes along with being a leader, but that's not a reflection of the type of leader that you are. It's just a reflection of the human condition. So, Lord, give Greg the strength that he needs to continue the course and the path to, to even dealing with when sometimes the people that you've called for him to lead are not they're, – they're, 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 they're human. <laughs> right, we're dealing with humans, and 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 sometimes they will be frustrating. Um, but what he, the work that he's doing, will will produce. So it doesn't matter the attitude of the person, or it doesn't matter that sometimes they need a little bit more convincing. Um, it doesn't matter that sometimes it's it's so blatant, and you and and you get frustrated, like you don't see that. Like, come on, like how do you not see it? And that gets frustrating sometimes because you see it so clear. And the person you're trying to lead doesn't see it, but 
give Greg the encouragement to know that mm-hmm. that he's doing a good work um, and that that it's not in vain and that it, it will produce it will produce um, what you have called for it to produce um, and just equip him Father God and send people that will pour into him because um, a lot of times leaders will have to pour into others and and they feel drained um, and they feel uh, just worn out and pulled at. Um, so send people to pour into him, Father God, to love on him and encourage him and to sharpen him and to give him what he needs to continue to do the work that you've called. Um, and I thank you, Father God, for uh, even the the word, the, the, the plague word um, that you've given us for this year, that, that um, people who are coming against him, um, all he has to do is to let you take care of it, and they will see who he serves. So uh, I speak against frustration um, and, and, and even um, ill feelings toward people who, who try to come against you, um, Greg. I speak against that because God is going to show them who he is. It, he's going to, in a sense, plague them and to show them that sometimes people think that they can mess with you because they have a title or some sort of power, um, and God is going to render that power useless and show who has the real power. Um, so I thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, thank you for, for Ryan and Kelly, Lord. Just um, just be with them um, as, as a family, um, as them as a family, and even with their uh, extended family, Father God, use them as seeds in their family to, to sprout a harvest. Um, of of servitude to you. Um, it's like I see some stuff going on uh, with their extended family. That's uh, it's, it, there's no God in it. And sometimes people don't know that there's no God in it. They they really think that they're doing the right things, um, but they're not. And I see God using um, them to to sow seeds to sow seeds. To, to bring about like servitude to God where, where, where the family will, will bow only to, to God and will do the things that God wants them to do and will come out of the things that they want or desire or come out of pride. Sometimes people say, well, they just want to be right or they feel like because of their position in the family, like maybe they're the uh, patriarch of the family or the matriarch of the family or whatever the case may be, the beloved aunt, it doesn't matter, and they feel like, what they say goes, but God is going to show them that the, the, the servitude, we serve God, period. That's the only way to have true success. So Lord, protect them, Lord, protect them, um, mm-hmm. protect their hearts, help them to cleave uh, to one another and to, to, to become closer to one another and to pour into one another and to love on one another and just be a united front in, in Christ. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's go to our next one here. Two two five four five four. Hey, this is Karen from Louisiana. Hey, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Glad you called in tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you um for Karen tonight, Father God. We thank you for um Showing her the, the 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 glory, what is it what it means to see the glory of you, Father God, where you get the glory. Um, 
even even with the message, we're going to go back to the message of tonight and, and everything that took place in the Exodus and, and how God went about um, causing the children of Israel to be released. He got the glory in all of that. There, 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 there was no way of explaining it in, in like, there was no way that a human <laughs> was able to do those things. It, it was done in a way where God gets the glory. And, and I see God um, taking care of some situations where you're going to see the glory. You're going to see God get the glory because it's, that's what it's about, right? Our lives are even um, set up to bring glory to God and to bring people into God. And so when we see things that are not right, and we, we want it to be right. Like we, we, we try to do what we can do in our human power and ability. Um, but sometimes it's, it's not for us to do anything, but to be a representative. And then God gets the glory. It's for us to just do whatever work he has to do. And God gets the glory, even in the flood, right? Like Noah was building that ark for a long time. And he didn't build it in like a month. Like it took a long time to build that ark. And he was ministering to the people. The whole time they were ridiculing him and doing whatever they were doing. And once them raindrops started falling on their head, guess who got the glory? God. And Noah was saved. So it's like sometimes you're just doing what God tells you to do and it doesn't look like it's doing anything. But once when, when, when that situation happens where you can only account to God, then that's, that's just what it is. But you're going to see with your own eyes. You're going to see God really get the glory. Um, so we thank you for that. Help her to be strong, Father God, and to just do the work and to just focus on you and to not allow anybody to take her 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 joy, to not allow anybody to make her feel any type of way. Um, let her to just focus and think on the things that are lovely and pure and true um, to keep her 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 attitude in, 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 a, in a high gear and in, in a expectation. So we thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Next is 303517. Who am I speaking with? Veronica from Colorado. Hey, Veronica. How are you tonight? I'm a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Glad you called in tonight. Well, we just thank you right now for Veronica, Father God. We thank you for uh, giving her supernatural um, wisdom on, like, uh, see you, Veronica, learning about, like, uh, medicines, um, herbs, and things like that, where you're going to, God is really going to, like, teach you about, like, health. And the, the things that he's placed in this earth so that people can be um, healthy. There's all sorts of things, right? Like people rely a lot on uh, pharmaceuticals and things like that. And I love the medical community. I really do. I, I, I love doctors and nurses. Um, but I know that we're coming into a time where um, even that system is going to be uh, – more corrupted than it already is. And God is right now calling his people to come out of 
certain lifestyle so that they're not depending on so many of the pharmaceuticals because that's going to be something that 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 when that one world government takes over they're going to use that against people hey if you don't bow down and take this mark then you're not going to get your medication for this that and the other you need that to live or you need that to manage said condition and and right now god is is, is raising up people that will learn about uh medicines and learn about cures and learn about um, things that he has placed in the earth to manage certain conditions. Um, and I see God like supernaturally downloading that to you um, so that you have knowledge of um, like medicine, foods, right? And there's certain foods, herbs. God has shown me that in some ways because um, at one point, I was really stressed out. My blood pressure was like really, really high. And it's something that I've, I've had issues with off and on with um, blood pressure. And he showed me years ago, because I didn't want to get on the meds after doing the research. And I had a doctor that was really into natural remedies and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, no, that stuff's not necessary. It's like, it's if it's like super out of control and you tried everything, your weight's normal and all this kind of stuff. And he was telling me about, you know, the DASH diet and, and exercise and all this kind of stuff. And I always had like very stressful jobs where it would affect my blood pressure. Even though I was mentally dealing with it, the stress, it was, it's showing itself in, um, in other ways, like my blood pressure. And the Lord taught me about beetroot. Well, I absolutely hate beets. Well, I used to. At that time, I hated beets. But I started taking um, beetroot capsules. And lo and behold, it lowered my blood pressure. Like it took me from like, well, my blood pressure was pretty high to like normal range, just taking beetroot every day. You know, I exercise and stuff too, but that was really the only thing I had changed about my lifestyle. And this was brought to me by the Lord. You know, a doctor would have told me to take some other, some meds or whatever, but God ministered to me about uh, beetroot. And there's all sorts of things out there that help people, you know, with certain ailments. And I see God really teaching you. Uh, supernaturally about medicines and all that kind of stuff, herbs, um, how to treat people medicinally with natural things. So Lord, we just thank you for that, that gifting in Veronica, um, Father God, that anointing, like a medical anointing um, in her life to heal people and to treat people. Um, Let that be done and let it, let it be done for your glory in Jesus name. Amen. That's amazing. All right, let's go here to 919-426. Who am I speaking with? Destiny from North Carolina. Hey, Destiny, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. Glad that you called in tonight. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, just thank you for Destiny, Father God. Thank you for um, her having the confirmation that she needs, that she's on the path that she needs to be. Sometimes um, God will place us on a path and we're like, mm, this doesn't feel like we're waiting on a feeling. Like this doesn't feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be or I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not quite sure if this is where I need to be. But I see God really confirming things for you so that you have the confidence that you need to just do what you need to do. Just like just talking earlier about a job that I got laid off from, right? That job started to become very hostile. Um, and so in my own power, I, you know, 
found like a staffing agency and all this kind of stuff. I did everything I could in my power to get out of that environment because it was a hostile environment. Um, and it was kind of far from my house. So I, I really would spend like my whole drive on the way to work, really kind of complaining to the Lord, like, I hate it here. It's hostile. Like they're trying their best to do all this different stuff and it's just ridiculous. And the Lord told me that's, that's where you're supposed to be. Just wait. And, you know, I found out later, people really saw me as an encouragement there. You know, I would pray for people, minister to them and all that kind of stuff. And God just kept telling me, wait, 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 just wait, just wait, 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 wait. And so even though it didn't feel like that's where I needed to be, because a lot of the times we base um, what we're supposed to be doing on how we feel, and that's not always a good gauge, but God kept telling me to wait, and I had peace in that. So even though I didn't like what I was doing, I didn't like where I was, I had peace that that's where I was supposed to be because he kept confirming it, like, no, nah, this is where you're supposed to be. And I'm like, I don't understand. And he's like, it's not for you to understand. This is just where you need to be. And then I ended up getting laid off, which was, like I said, amazing. I didn't work for nine months, and that was like the best nine months, like, ever. The growth that I had, the peace that I had, the like I was able to teach my kids about budgeting and all that, like so much good came from it. And so I see God really like confirming things for you. Like, because sometimes we need that. Like I needed that because I, in my natural feelings, I didn't want to be there. So I really needed that confirmation that that's where I was supposed to be because my feelings was everything in me was like, get girl, get out, you know, but God kept confirming, oh, this is where you're supposed to be. And that helped me to tough things out. And that helped me to cope and deal with the stuff that was going on and to stand firm because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to leave until God wants me to leave. So it don't matter what they're trying because what, if God wants me here, I'm going to be here. And then the way the layoff happened was just like I said, it was perfect. I, I wasn't even going to go to work that day. And the Lord said, get to work. So I got there late and then got there late and then got laid off. And I still remember this. It was like the best feeling in the world. I felt like a weight was off my shoulder. Like I wanted to do the Toyota kick in the air. I was so excited um, when they told me that they were um, eliminating my position, like, I was just like, yes. The only thing I asked was, am I going to get unemployment? And they were like, yes. And I'm like, that's the only question I have. Let me get my stuff, and I will be on my way. But God's going to confirm some things for you so that you know that you're where you need to be, and then you just deal, whether you like it or not, because being in the hand of God is the perfect place to be in. Like, that's the that's where we want to be. Um, so, Lord, thank you for that, for destiny in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. 610-969. Who am I speaking with? Shalom, familia. This hey, is Lisa. Lisa, how are you? <laughs> oh, you know, God is great. I'm just going to put it that way. But I was really resonating with your message tonight. That's been what God has been talking about. So, um to other prophetic voices as well. So it was on point. But um, I would like some prayer for Devante too, please, tonight. Okay. And um, I just wanted to um, have you um, let me know about the information for the conference this weekend so I could, could, um, you know, connect online. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll definitely let you know. I'm going to see if she has it where there's an online, like a live stream, but I'll get the information. Um, okay. And let you know. 
Yeah, definitely. I'll, oh, I'll, the I'll, song I'll... tonight. Yo, that was my song. Yo, thank you for the song tonight. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was, yeah, I was like, oh, that's the oldie but goodie, you know? So. <laughs> Yeah. Thank y'all. Love y'all. Bless you. You're welcome. Love you too. Let's, let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now uh, for Devontae, Lord. We thank you for the, the hand um, that's in his life. I, I, I see him, Lord, like how when uh, uh, Peter when Peter messed up, right? He, he told the Lord, oh, no, I would never deny you. And then he did. And then he went away. He was, so he was, you know, kind of messed up about what he did and, and even still, um, you, you came for him still, and you still um, used him to establish the church. Um, so I, I thank you, Lord, that you're showing Devontae that it doesn't matter uh, when he messes up, that you still have your hand on him. It doesn't, like, he's a person. He's a human being. He's going to mess up. He's going to make mistakes. Some mistakes are worse than others, but nonetheless, you still love him, and you still have a place for him. You still have a plan for him. Um, so help them to see that, Father God, that you love them. And there's no amount of mess up that he can do that will take that love away. I mean, Peter denied you. <laughs> it don't get no worse than that. He acted like you didn't even exist because he was scared. Um, and one can say, well, how was he able to even do that? Like he walked with you, Lord. How could he sit there and, and deny you? And sometimes that's how people feel. They feel so, they'll beat themselves up so bad because they're like, well, I know God is real. He's done all these miracles in my life. And this and how dare me, you know, um, deny him. And they'll beat themselves up. So, Lord, I help Devontae not to do that, to not beat himself up, that um, you you love him and forgive him. All he has to do is just turn away from whatever mess up he's done. And that's it. That's enough for you. <laughs> so love on him, Lord, and and show him the plans that you have for his life, that they, they're, they're still in place. They're still in place. So let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord, uh, for Lisa. Thank you, Father God, for the clarity that she's receiving concerning your word your and your ways, um, that things are going to be uh, very obvious to her. Sometimes as we're learning and growing, things are not clear. Um, so we get ourselves confused sometimes and we kind of start foaming at the mouth and going into a tailspin. But I thank you, Lord, that you're going to make things obvious for her so that she knows that she knows that she knows. Something with this, there's, there's difference in when something is vague and you're like, oh, it's a kind of tail versus when <clears throat> something is obvious where it, it, it's blatant. So I thank you, Lord, for making um, the, the, the things that are mysterious to her um, the mysteries of your of your ways, making them very obvious to her. So thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's keep rolling. Four zero five seven seven nine. Who am I speaking with? Hello, it's Lucretia from Oklahoma. Hey, Lucretia, how are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing good. Awesome. Thank you for calling in. All right, let's pray for you, Lucretia. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Lucretia, Lord. We thank you for um, the, the path being uh, very clear for her and straightened. Um, I remember one time the Lord gave me a word for Terrence. Um, this was around the time we first met, and he told me Terrence was really like at a crossroads. Um, he didn't know what, 
what what steps to take, next steps, right? You know, you go through things, and ask people say, what's, what's your next step? And sometimes you don't know what your step is. You, you want a step, but you don't know where to step. And the Lord had given me a word and told him that he was going to illuminate the steps. Because it seemed like there was lots of squares, right? He didn't know which one to step on. And it was kind of like uh, uh, there's a video. Gosh, what was it? Is it Billie Jean or Michael Jackson video where it's like these squares and they're like illuminated? And that's what I. That's the way I'd seen it. And I was like, he's going to show you which square to be on. So then you step on that square and then you might be on there for a minute. You might not. And then when it's time for you to take the next step, he'll illuminate the next one. And that's what I see um, uh, for you, Lucretia, is God really um, straightening your path and, and, and showing you uh, the next steps. Like, what do you need to do? And illuminating it to where, like, you know where to step your foot. Because sometimes we don't, we don't know. Sometimes we want to make a move and we just don't know what what's the next move. And even when people say, well, what's your next move? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> but when it's time to know, I'm going to make it. So no worries. God's going to let you know what you need to do when you need to do it. So don't even worry about it like in advance. Just know that when it's time to make the move, he'll tell you like, hey, step here or step there. And that's just what it is. So there's no point of worrying about it when you already know he's going to show you what you need to do. So I thank you for that. Give her the peace that she needs, Father God, the confidence that you're, you're, you're illuminating the path. You're straightening the path. You're showing her next steps. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Next is 405-934. Who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Autumn. Hey, Autumn. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Awesome. Glad that you called in. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for Autumn, Father God. Thank you um, uh, for this being a breakthrough a year for him. Um, and and it's, it's all to do with the mind. Um, that he's changing his mind about certain things. And, and that changing of the mind is going gonna, is gonna to change the whole trajectory. Um, the mind is very powerful. And, and, and the word talks a lot about the mind and how we think and uh, renewing our minds. Um, let the mind that be in Christ Jesus be in us. There's just so much scripture that speaks on the mind. Why? Because the mind is powerful. The, the mind is very powerful. Once you've made up your mind, even what man sets his mind to, right, that shall he accomplish. And I see you changing your mind about certain things, and it's going to change everything. It's going to cause you to have breakthroughs because you're like, you know what? No, I, I don't. I thought that at one point, but I don't think that anymore. And a lot of the stuff is going to be changing your mind about you, about your, yourself, and seeing yourself for who you are and not for your circumstances. To say, you know what, I don't care what my circumstances are. I'm going to win. I'm going to overcome. I, I went through that. I went through a phase like that. I went through a phase where I did not think I was going to make it. I didn't think I was going to win. I didn't think I was going to overcome. Because my circumstances were not winnish. They were not overcoming. They were not, you know, they, they, they sucked. Um, just putting it uh, very, very blunt. But I had to change my mind and say, you know what? No, nah, I'm not going out like that. Jesus did not die on the cross for me to accept defeat, for me to cower in a corner, for me to ball up and cry and just, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it. I'm going to win and, and nothing's going to stop me. 
and I don't care what it looks like. I had to like change my mind and guess what? That's what started happening. Overcoming winning. Question things, you know, elevate and all that because I changed my mind. I didn't allow the circumstances. I didn't even allow what people were saying to make me think no different. I set my mind that I was going to win. I set my mind that I was going to overcome. I set my mind that I was going to be everything that God said that I was. And I did. And I did just that. And I see that for you, Autumn. You're changing your mind about certain things concerning yourself. And it's going to cause your breakthrough. And everything is going to change. Sometimes we think, well, if my situation changes, then I'll think differently about me. No. i got to think differently about me first. And then my situation will change. Because what I set my mind to, I'm going to accomplish just that. If I set my mind, I'm going to win. If I set my mind, that I'm going to overcome. If I set my mind that nobody's going to hold me back. If I set my mind that God is for me, and if he's for me, who could be against me? So if you're against me, then you're setting yourself up for failure because God is for me. That's what I'm going to accomplish. So I thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for Adam seeing himself for who he is, the overcomer that he is. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Next is 251342. Who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Latrice. Hey, Latrice. How are you tonight? I'm excellent. How are you? Doing great. I'm glad you called in tonight. Go, God. Yes. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Latrice, Lord. We thank you for uh, the, 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 the continuing like continuing the elevation, continuing, continuing the encouragement that you have, that you're using her for, that you're setting her uh, apart from people and, and showing people what favor looks like, showing people what protection looks like, and that she continues in that, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that you're using her in this time to, to, to cleanse, um, to cleanse things like an IV, so seeing you like an IV. Um, I know you're in nursing. Um, I remember one time being very sick, and they they use an IV to like flush something, and um, that's what I see you as, uh, Latrice, like an like an IV going straight to the vein, <laughs> straight to the source to clean things up, like where God has placed you. You're going to clean things out like an IV, like to flush it out and, but, but going straight to the vein, right? Cause there's levels I'm sure in the body. I'm, I'm not a nurse. Like I said, I love the medical community. I love nurses and, and doctors. Um, but that's not me. Um, so I'm sure you know that there's ways to clean out the body if there's certain ailments and, and, or it's different taking it straight to the vein versus the other methods. Like if somebody wanted to hydrate, I know that um, the IV treatment, it's quicker to hydrate with an IV versus if I'm drinking something um, from a cup and, and through the mouth, um, it's quicker through the vein. And so God is you going to take you to the vein, like to the source to clean things, to clean things clean the workplace, clean the, the, the churches, the clean wherever you're at, God's going to be using you to clean house, to get it clean, cleanse it. So thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, that's awesome. And 704-492, who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Dustia from Canada. Hey, Dustia, how are you tonight? Good, how are you? 
doing great. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for Dostia, Lord. We thank you for the continued encouragement, and we thank you, Father God, um, for the breakthrough. For uh, Thank you, Lord, for uh, sending him uh, companions. Um, it, it's kind of like uh, there's, there's strength in numbers, right? One could put 1,000 to flight, two could put 10,000 to flight. Uh, I see God really sending you companions. It's like how uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were companions, right? Um, there's strength in that when you have other men of God that are young and on the same page as you and that, you know, will stand up to whatever, like they stood up to Nebuchadnezzar, like say, hey, we're not bowing down to you. We don't care what you do. If you throw us in the fire, oh, well, you know, our God will save us. And even if he doesn't, we want you to know that we're not going to worship you. We're not going to worship your golden image. I see God sending you um, companions, Dastia, that are that are strong men of God that are will stand up for what's right and will stand with you in the things that God has um, ordained for you to do. Um, they'll they'll stand firm with you to say, no, nah, we're not doing that. We're doing what God told us to do. Um, there's power in that. There's power in that. So Lord, send him godly companions that will stand with him, that will pray with him, that will help build him. They'll build each other. They'll strengthen each other and love on each other. Um, and, and so that they can do the work that you set out for them to do and just continue to protect him, Father God, in every area and show him favor. Give him favor. Give Dusty a favor with you, Father God, a favor with people. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Last caller is 951-966. Who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Regina. How are you? I'm good. Can you repeat your name? I didn't hear. I didn't catch your name. This is Regina. Oh, Regina. How are you, Regina? Yes, good. Good, good. Awesome. Glad you called in tonight. Good to hear you. It's been a long time. Yeah, I haven't spoken with you in a while. I'm glad that you called in. Yes. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for Regina, Lord. I I thank you, Father God, for for her really um, seeing and feeling the favor, um, the favor of you, Father God, on, on her life and the things that she puts her hand to. So give her the, the, the courage and the, the strength that she needs to do everything that you set before her because the favor will come along with it. Um, like Terrence, like I was speaking earlier about Terrence and I, when we went through our home buying process, it was nothing but favor, literally. Like it was, it was a chaotic. We bought our home in 2021 and the market was nuts. And every, every, every person we encountered, there was nothing but favor. If we would have known how bad it was, we I mean, we still would have did it, but it would have been a little bit more scary. But we were very bold because we knew God was with us, like, every step of the way. And I see God really setting out for you to do some things that in in the natural it might look like it could be hard. It's not hard. Um, it, it might be a little challenging, but you're, you've already won each challenge, and you're going to see, like, the favor, the favor. And that's going to keep you encouraged because you're going to say, okay, if God wants me to do this, and it might be hard for some people, but the favor is with me. So it doesn't matter. I'm going to just do what God tells me to do because the favor is following me. It's like favor is chasing you. Favor is ahead of you. It's behind you. It's on the sides of you. Like you're, you're surrounded. You're wrapped in favor. So just do whatever it is God tells you to do, no matter how difficult it might seem um, from the natural because you got the favor. So it's not going to be difficult for you. Might be a little bit of challenge, because we faced a little bit of challenges, but we overcame them quickly, like quick. Every single time, any little challenge had to come up. So 
The favor is on you. Speak favor, favor of the Lord on, on your life in Jesus' name. Favor of people where they'll favor Regina. Thank you, Father God, that people will favor her, favor her, that she'll be moved ahead. As it's like tonight she is the last caller, but the last will become the first. Even in, 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 in her, 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 her life, she's going to see that where she should be coming in last, but she's going to be coming in first. Switch. Because there'll be favor. She'll come in, oh, you're the last person. We don't know if we're going to get to you. Oh, we're going to bump you up to the front. The favor. Let that be done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. That was everybody. Thank you for calling in. Call back in 10 minutes because Randy will be on at 9 o'clock. Randy's call-in number, let me grab that, is 319-527-6737. Hit one, get into the queue, call at 845 because you can call in 15 minutes early. Wednesday, he typically uh, does a message and then prays over everybody. And if you did not hear last night's show that he did, go into the archives and listen to it. Powerful stuff. Until next time, we love you. Good night.